Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. People who are have been homeless, what was the first night without a home like, and how did you adapt to your new situation? I was about 9 years old, and my mom said we were going on a camping trip. I didn't really suspect anything, as it was summertime and we went camping a lot when I was younger, although I did wonder why we were packing so much stuff. After a few weeks of camping, I started to complain, but my mom kept insisting that it was good for us to get in touch with nature, etc. Then school started, and we were still camping, and we kept camping for another 6 months. When we finally got a house, my mom cried with joy, and we don't camp anymore. I was 13 when my parents kicked me out and told me they no longer wanted anything to do with me. I was terrified to visit a shelter because I'd known some foster kids and the whole system scared me plus I wanted to continue going to the same school. I didn't want to lose my friends too. The scariest part at that age was really finding out what I was hoping to eat. There had been a dilapidated trailer just minutes down the road from my dad's place so I stayed in that. I don't think it all really hit me until I had to choose one night between food and blankets because the temperature was expected to drop down to the mid 30s and I had only had one somewhat thin blanket at that point. The next day, I put on my best attire which was nothing impressive and asked for a job at Long John Silver's. I lied and told them I was 15 and I worked 5 days a week rushing over after school. I ate more unhealthy than I have since to save money for some form of shelter which came in the form of a 91 Toyota Camry that I purchased out of the thrifty nickel for $300. I loved that clunker plus heating myself was much easier. From there it was mostly uphill. Found an older lady willing to rent me her garage without any sort of credit check. Took a couch off the side of the road to sleep on. I even had internet in there where I mostly read scary stories all night. I wish video streaming services were really a thing back then, and I just kinda learned to roll with the punches. My childhood wasn't normal. It was downright terrifying a good chunk of the time but it is what made me who I am today. I remember being really hungry and acting weird because of the low blood sugar, almost delirious. This was when I made a futile attempt to run away from an abusive home with no money. I ended up going back because of that. I was homeless for a couple of months a year or two ago. I had a car and a low paying job so I lived in the woods in a tent for a bit. The first night was miserable. I ended up sleeping really uncomfortably in the passenger seat of my car and it was a really cold night. After that I got a tent and slept on an old climbing pad I had. The first night was heck but the next several weeks were actually not so bad. I had a spot in the woods where I was well hidden and would cook over a fire. I really didn't have it that bad but it gave me quite a bit of sympathy for people who really do end up on the streets in a much more desperate situation. Crap is not easy. I was only homeless for about 6 weeks, at 36 years of age. After several years of depression and anxiety slowly eroding my resources, relationships and general will to try anymore, I ended up having a final blowout with my GF, who reasonably couldn't handle me anymore. I started sleeping at work, which wasn't even a full time job. 
the delicacy involved in not getting caught, and the freedom from the extremely unhealthy state my relationship had been in, kept my mind away from the absolute, abject terror that was hiding beneath the surface. The scary part of homelessness for me was the growing sense that if I fell any further I'd probably never get back up. It takes resources to be clean, fed and rested, and if you aren't those things it's very hard to get resources, let alone find the will to try. But that first night was all tridge, all focused on being sure the second night wasn't going to be on the street. I pulled it off for 6 weeks, and that time, actually, saved my life. I was away from conflict, intimately connected to how dire my circumstances had become. Forced into a very regular schedule, routine is really good for me but nigh, impossible in a depressive state, and, without bills, was able to save enough for damage deposit and rent. I still struggle with depression in a pretty serious way but the animal terror of having nowhere and no one really seared itself into me. A better motivation would be the future I want than the future I fear, but as it stands I at least have a motivator strong enough to escape the incredible gravity of mental illness. Sleeping in my car wasn't that bad. It was summer, so it was pretty warm which was my biggest issue. Showered at the gym, and spent most of my day at the library before going to work. For the first few nights it wasn't bad. However one night police found me sleeping in my car and escorted me to the local homeless shelter, which was one of the most terrifying nights of my life. Since I'm lying there in a top bunk, when a huge argument breaks out because one guy breaks out some M, wouldn't share it with a second. Then a third got peed and started screaming at them to be quiet because he needed to sleep. When you're a teenager it seems kind of cool to sleep in the car, on the couch or floor of a friend or acquaintance, or for your dad to scam a rented apartment for a month or two without paying for it. Moving around every few months carrying everything that you can in an old Honda Civic seems like an adventure. We once moved a couch across town in it. We must have looked like a couple of idiots. Once after a few months of staying in a place where we had no furniture, were sleeping on the floor, the carpet of which was so flea infested that you could literally see the fleas hopping around. The landlord got so frustrated with us basically squatting in his property, my dad promised to pay and never did, that he removed the front door. So we went out to scam some food from somewhere and came back to find no front door. Which in retrospect is a pretty awesome way to get someone out of your property. One of the ways we scammed food would be to go to the breakfast buffet of a fancy hotel. Tell the server that we had a room there. Eat a ton of food and just walk out. This was also kind of fun but looking back it is a kind of fricked up way for a dad to treat his teenage kid. I was kicked out by my mother at 16 and spent 2 months homeless before the local authority placed me in foster care. I think what hit me first was how my own mother could make one of her own children homeless. I felt like the least favorite of her children. It all came out of nowhere. I racked my brain for years after, trying to think of what I might have done in particular. Also the crippling loneliness you feel when you are trying to get hold of people to ask for a place to sleep for the night. I could not feel more alone in the world when someone would either not answer my message or tell me they were busy. I'm pretty sure I camped out in the park that night. Didn't sleep at all. Slept in my vehicle. Couch surfed with a friend. Squatted in an unused trailer. All while still working at a Walmart. Saved enough to get a crappy apartment and just kept going from there. First night my wife and I landed up sleeping outside we slept in a local park that I knew. We had come down from the countryside with a few rands enough for one meal maybe, and had hoped to stay with a friend. 
He was unable to give us a place to stay, so we had to sleep outside. After the insecurity of that first night I told my wife that we have to find a safer place to sleep, so we climbed up the slopes of Table Mountain, about a one hour walk, and found quite a obscured spot amongst some bushes and trees. We cleared it out of sticks and rocks, made it a bit habitable and then went make to the city looking for work. We'd spend the day going from one place to the next looking for work until it started growing dark. Then we'd head up the mountain to our little spot for the night. Did that daily for a month until we were able to secure a small shack room in the townships, where we stayed for another few months until I get a job offer. It was my wife's temp waitering jobs that kept us fed whilst I was looking for work. Biggest challenge was mental. Keeping focused, clean, looking presentable and just making my job looking for a job. It was terrifying and cold and hungry. I didn't sleep a wink. I adapted over time. Extremely steep learning curve to surviving homelessness. Nothing really prepares you for it. I kept waking up in the middle of the night and would start walking home. I'd get a few steps then stop and realize I had nowhere to go and turn and walk back over and lay on the ground. The ground is very cold and I felt a lot of shame. When I was a teenager I had lots of problems with my mom. I pretty much chose to be homeless. I slept at a Catholic church across from my high school so I could still make it to school and graduate early. I remember feeling really sad because I slept where they put people's ashes, and I remember being so sad that those people could comfort me in death more than anybody alive. I used to talk to them, if there's camera footage I look insane. I never realized how alone I was in the world until I was homeless, and I never realized how cold concrete can be. It chills you right to your bones and is painful. I started being homeless at 19. A previous foster parent put me out for coming home from college one night, and I had called up a friend last minute. When I started to realize I wouldn't be able to crash or stay anywhere, I am fairly certain I started to dread and spiral into a constant, underlying depressive state. All I could think about was am I going to die like this? Do I matter? Will no one help me? I'm sad. I'm scared. I don't want to feel like I have to beg. What if I'm stuck like this? Is this really my life right now? 1926 was a very challenging time. I once was fooled by an ex into moving back in with her after a breakup. After a couple of weeks she decided to have a yard sale. This yard sale ended up featuring most of my stuff. Then with money in hand she decided it was time I went back to my place. My place which had nothing in it. My place which I had given notice on. My place which was already awaiting a new renter. I spent my last two weeks sleeping on a hardwood floor using sweaters as blankets and then when the day came to vacate I threw all my clothes in a plastic bag and just started walking. I was destitute. I had absolutely nothing and no idea where to start. It was right in the Canadian winter so staying outside would be a death sentence in many cases. So I did the only thing I could think of, I sat in a 24 hour Tim Hortons. I used what little money I had to purchase small coffees once in a while so I at least had an excuse to sit there. Eventually my cash ran out and I thought for sure I'd get the boat. Then one of the ladies working the counter came over and just handed me my usual order. I guess she probably figured out what was going on and felt bad. The second time she did it I struggled not to cry. I'm pretty thankful because my next idea if I was asked to leave was to politely refuse, then sit and wait for the cops. Better than freezing to death. Morning came and I had saved only enough to catch a single bus. Headed downtown to try to find some friends. 
I did, and I couchsurfed between a lot of them. I never spent a night out in the cold, but I spent many in a coffee shop or bouncing between friends. It was the worst my depression ever got and the closest I ever came to actually ending my life. Things are a million times better for me now, but I'll never forget how worthless I felt. I was getting high, so it really didn't truly sink in until I was broke and dope sick. Then the desperation started. Going to gas stations jumping car to car asking for money. Stealing what I had to. It was a miserable existence. There are so many things you don't think about when you're not homeless. Taking a shower, washing your clothes, and the boredom. Hours upon hours of nothing to do, and the constant noise. There was nowhere to go where it was truly quiet. Fortunately I eventually got arrested for sharplifting reached out to family who helped me get back on my feet. My parents didn't tell us that they lost their house to the bank. One day we left everything but a few clothes and essentials. I remember sitting in the car watching the world outside and I felt extremely alone. The drive just endlessly went unless we had to go to the bathroom. We ate some cracker things and had water at rest stops from bathrooms. Sleeping in a car seat that you couldn't lay back really was hard to adapt to so I didn't sleep for the first couple nights. It really sucked but as the days turned into weeks things just became the new normal. We would drive around 4 hours and sometimes camp out at campgrounds or roadsides instead of sleeping in our woefully tiny car. This completely ruined our education because we couldn't stay at any school long. I loved school for their food and I would steal paper, pens, and books sometimes so I had something to do. My mother eventually said she would just homeschool us but that was soon dropped for us kids to do for ourselves. I was able to almost get my ged before a sickness stopped me but some of my younger siblings only have an education from 3rd or 4th grade. When it was winter I remember having to take showers from those hand pumps at the campground. The water was so cold it would instantly burn and numb up anything it touched. We also didn't have winter clothes so most of us would wrap up in our old blankets and layers of clothes. We rarely had any food and I resorted to eating some of my clothes, paper, grass, or tiny pieces of my own skin to try to not feel hungry. Once we had to eat pancakes as our main food for months. I cannot eat pancakes anymore because the very smell of them makes me sick now. Other food we got was ramen, and rarely a hot dog. I'm not sure how my parents managed to get the food or have money even if it was very little. Maybe from a food pantry. Cooking food on the fire wasn't that hard to do and I learned how to make a fire and gather what a fire needs. If we got sick we never went to a doctor. Just had to hope it got better. We were on and off homeless until I was in my late teens when my grandmother bought my parents a house for us all to live in. It still feels so strange to actually have a home and even food. I still have a hard time knowing a lot of social norms because of the isolation from homelessness. You just do what you can to survive. I still resent my parents for avoiding any help from the government or going to any homeless shelters. They lost our house because of stupid spending and going into bankruptcy. Their habits never changed. We would get a place to live for maybe a year or two then lose it because my parents were terrible at managing money. I packed three bags. One with clothes, blankets, and a pillow. One with food, and one with books. I couch surfed for a little bit. A week or two with each of my friends. Slept in my car while I had it. I used other people's kitchens to cook stolen food and ate food that 7-Eleven threw away. Every morning at about 6am, night shift would throw out all the food that sat too long. I would wait for the clerk to go back inside. 
and then fish the bag out of the dumpster. Slept outdoors in some parks after the car got towed and I used up my friend's goodwill. We got really good at 5-10 minutes wash ups in public bathrooms with hand soap, teeth, armpits, underboobs, and butt. Let me tell you how nasty hand soap tasted. Would occasionally wash my underwear with hand soap real quick too, and dry it with the hand dryers. I would generally use 24 hour McDonald's at about 4am so no one would walk in on me. What I would do is I would panhandle outside of a subway station for enough money for a crack rock, an egg of H, a needle, and a sandwich and tea. If you wear semi-professional clothes and say OMG, my purse got stolen. Does anyone have any spare change? You get more money than just asking AMD wearing, like, jeans. I would then go to the first McDonald's. Order the sandwich and say I had to use the bathroom. Then I would do a wash up, grab the sandwich, and eat it on the way to the next McDonald's. At the second McDonald's, I would order a tea and ask for lemon juice, pocket the juice and ask to use the restroom. In the restroom I would use the juice to break down the crack, mix it with the H, and shoot up. Then, sadly, I would usually actually use the bathroom in a park or something. Did this for years until I accidentally got pregnant. I would be goddamned if I screwed my kid up by being a junkie. So I cold turkeyed everything. I own a house now and will be 14 years clean on November 18th. I didn't really realize what was going on. I was about 6-7 at the time. Dad said we were going to go for a drive and to pack my backpack with all the clothes I could fit and one toy. Mom was just crying. Me and my brother sat in the back seat. He was a little older and was holding our Sega Genesis and looking scared. We drove for a little while, it was already getting dark, and we parked in front of a Walmart and dad said he had to rest for a while. Was the first of many, many nights we slept in the car. I remember one of my parents was always awake, with their hand in their coat pocket. Looking back it was obvious they had a gun for protection, sleeping in shifts. You've been visited by a dog. It's a regular dog but he's a good boy. If you comment pet 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 he'll let you pet him. If you are new to the channel, you can subscribe. I publish new videos every day. Until then, check another video. Or don't. Either way, have a great day you magnificent people. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.